Welcome to the Valley Advocate Podcast, featuring interviews that take us deeper into the people and happenings on the local scene. For more podcasts and a closer look at what's going on in the Valley, visit us at valleyadvocate.com. Hello and welcome to the Valley Advocate Podcast. My name is Dave Eisenstatter. I'm the editor of the Valley Advocate, and I'm here with writer, associate editor of the Advocate, Chris Goudreau. Welcome. Thanks, Dave. Uh, Thanks for having me. Chris recently wrote our cover story, Ranked Choice Voting, Gaining Speed in Massachusetts, Proposed 2020 Ballot Question, May Approve the System for the Year 2022. Um, So Ranked Choice Voting is a different way of voting than we've got now. Uh, Maybe you could explain how that works and how it's different from the system we have now. Yes, uh, the system we have now is called plurality. So so everyone uh, who's voted, you're familiar with plurality voting. Uh, You vote for your favorite candidate, and that vote uh, kind of moves forward. Whoever gets Uh, the most wins. Yes, whoever gets the most uh, wins. Um, With ranked choice voting, it's a little bit different. Uh, First off, uh, uh, in a ranked choice ballot, uh, uh, the top vote getter wins uh, when they get uh, a simple majority, 50%. Um, So if someone uh, gets 50% off the bat, you don't need to do a ranked choice of um, uh, uh, voting. Uh, but uh, the mechanism is there if, if you have um, a lot of candidates, particularly. So an example, say there's five candidates running. Um, you vote for your favorite, second favorite, third, fourth, and then last. One, two, three, four, five. Exactly. Um, and your favorite candidate uh, gets dead last, mm. the least amount of votes. So that candidate is then eliminated, um, and your vote for that candidate goes to your the second. And so that process repeats until someone gets fifty percent. Great. So this is this is something that has been put forward by Voter Choice Massachusetts. Um, they sponsored this this ballot question, and the ballot question at this point has moved on to almost getting on the ballot. Is that right? Yeah. Um, right now, um, it's uh, uh, with the legislature, so they're, they're, uh, they have a period of time, I believe, uh, until the, the spring to, uh, to basically decide whether they want to act on that. But there's also a, a couple of uh, bills moving through the state um, level right now as it is. I mean, there's an act uh, that basically would allow ranked choice voting in state and federal elections, uh, excluding presidential races, um, and uh, that would be implemented for 2022. And then there's another act, uh, an act providing a local option for ranked choice voting in municipal elections. So pretty self-explanatory. So, esen- um, so essentially, if you, want, if you want to have uh, ranked choice in your town and you pass it as a town, then it would make it easier. Yeah, right now it's, it's really complicated. You need either a charter change uh, combined with approval from the state legislature. So, uh, I, I mean... Um, uh, there's also in some cases like, like people need to, to to actually vote on it uh, as a community so, so so there's a lot involved and uh, it's it's different for one community versus another so 
You spoke with Thomas Peake, who is an East Hampton city councilor. East Hampton having recently adopted ranked choice voting for their municipal elections. Why was uh, Mr. Peake and, and other advocates, why were they interested in doing this on the municipal level and, you know, to have ranked choice voting? Oh, well, Thomas Peake, uh, uh, first off, uh, has been uh, an organizer, volunteer with Voter Choice Massachusetts. So he, he had that background and he really campaigned uh, with the idea of uh, getting ranked choice voting in East Hampton. Um, because you know he believes it's a system that would better our democracy. Um, I, I, that's how I feel that he believes it uh, to be. Um, and uh, you know uh, he's uh, been in office a couple of years, and uh, re-election was coming up, and uh, he uh, he was the one who put ranked choice voting forward in East Hampton and passed. And now a lot of communities, I, I believe, are looking to East Hampton because uh, it's a solid victory for ranked choice voting. Did they find much opposition in East Hampton? Did they find it hard to explain how the voting system worked? Um, I, I, there wasn't a problem with the voting system uh, specifically explaining that. Uh, I, I understand there was some opposition um, uh, from the local Republican Party uh, in East Hampton, and, and just people who, who don't agree with that ranked choice voting is the way to go. Um, uh, but ultimately, it passed, and um, it's a uh, second community in Massachusetts that has ranked choice voting. Cambridge has had a form of it, I believe, since the 1930s or 40s, mm-hmm. so um, coming up decades now. Um and um, it's it's really uh, great too because East Hampton is this really nice mix of you know uh, kind of liberal minded people with uh, you know some uh, grassroots organizers as well as you know um, a working class base. So uh, I I think. People, uh, a lot of people looking at East Hampton say, hey, this might work in my community too, because there is a lot of diversity. You spoke to Paul Craney, who is a spokesperson, board member for the Massachusetts Fiscal Alliance. Uh, Mr. Craney, he, is, he opposes ranked choice voting. Um, can you talk a little bit about his stances? Yeah, um, I, he, he believes... Uh, that it, it's hard to see who the, a clear front runner is in a um, ranked choice voting uh, ballot, um, and uh, you know that uh, it would be better to have preliminary elections and uh, just uh, do it that way as opposed to using a ranked choice. Preliminary elections being like you go to the ballot once, you vote, and then you go again when you have your top two people from yeah, the first ex- election. Exactly. And uh, go ahead. It, it seems like, like you know, there, there's differences of opinion about like ranked choice voting versus plurality or, or different forms of that. And, you know, I mean, uh, he made a very, I think, good point that uh, uh, the voting system isn't really like uh, a very hardcore Republican versus Democrat issue. Um, I mean, with cer- certain other like voting issues like gerrymandering and uh, and such, like those are kind of those hardline issues. But I I, I, I tend to agree with what he thinks that um, that this uh, it, it's just a matter of like preference 
and what you think works best. So. You spoke to Mac D'Alessandro as well, the, uh, who's with Ranked Choice uh, Massachusetts, or, or uh, sorry, Voter Choice Massachusetts, and he disagreed with Craney, um, didn't think that the preliminary elections were the way to go. Yes, he did. Um, uh, he thinks that uh, ultimately it, it would be a smoother uh, method to, to adopt ranked choice voting um, uh, just for elections because um, uh, we, we have these elections from time to time where there's a lot of candidates on the ballot and you know just showing like, like there is a majority, a simple majority of the person getting a vote um, I think that's probably really reassuring to voters because you know the candidate, the candidate who wins at the end of the day really does have the majority of votes from citizens. East Hampton has passed this already. Northampton and Amherst are both looking at it. And you spoke to Stan Moulton on Northampton's Charter Review Committee who placed ranked choice voting among some other voter initiatives that they're looking at, including lowering the municipal voting age to 16, extending voting rights to people who aren't U.S. citizens, ranked choice voting. Um, can you talk a little bit about how that fits in there and, and you know, what you were talking to Mr. Moulton about in terms of uh, vote, voter access? Yeah, um, uh, basically uh, the Charter Review Committee is looking to expand voter access and, and is looking at a lot of different topics uh, such as the other ones that uh, you mentioned. And um, as part of that is uh, ranked choice voting. And uh, he seems to think that, um, and, and others on the committee, that this would be really uh, supported by people in Northampton. Um, they've got a lot of some community support already uh, with uh, some public hearings. And um, they're just uh, moving forward uh, while also navigating what's going on at the state level um, to, uh, to try to, uh, to create a more robust uh, democracy in Northampton. And Amherst, too, um, is looking um, as well. With their, they've got a ranked choice voting commission. Yeah, and, and that commission was uh, actually created through uh, their new charter. So uh, when uh, they adopted a town council form of government, um, that included the creation of this commission. So um, they're also looking at uh, ranked choice voting. Um, and and uh, uh, theirs differs as, as, uh, as community by community about like what uh, specifically the, the election would be for. Um, this, this would be for uh, at-large uh, council seats. Um, in, in addition to some other uh, seats as well, but um, uh, it, it's it's interesting to see that uh, there is this trend in Western Massachusetts, at least, where where our communities are thinking about adopting ranked choice voting. Um, you also spoke to someone in Maine, state of Maine, who uh, they just passed ranked choice voting for some of their elections. They had a little bit of legal trouble kind of passing that through. Maybe you could talk about some of their issues they had passing and, and keeping up with that. Yeah, uh, I, I spoke with the director of the communications for uh, Maine Secretary of State Office. And um, uh, yeah, it, it, it seemed like it was a slow rollout, uh, specifically because... Uh, uh, the justices of the uh, Maine Supreme Judicial Court 
uh, uh, ruled unanimously that uh, ranked choice voting is unconstitutional for general elections, uh, for state representatives and senators, as well as governor. Um, uh, so they had to kind of go back and forth and find out what the Constitution allowed and uh, how how that would work for uh, their their state. Um, I think Massachusetts probably will have to figure that out too and see what works and what doesn't. Um, but but maybe not. Maybe our our Maine's is so much different than uh, Massachusetts Constitution that that won't be a problem. Yeah, so it's interesting. See, every, well, yeah, right. Every every legal system you got to go through that. And speaking of that, the, so their question, the 2020 ballot question, which would be on the November ballot, November third, um, you know, same ballot as the um, the presidential election. Uh, it's not quite on the ballot yet. They need an, another set of signatures. I think they had uh, they had 110,000 something like that, and they need they're going to need another 13,000 plus signatures to get on the ballot if the legislature doesn't go ahead with that. Yeah, if, if the legislature doesn't move forward with uh, adopting uh, uh, that idea for ranked choice voting, uh, they'll need uh, new signatures, 13,000 new signatures. And uh, it, very specifically, they have to be from different uh, counties across the state, and from, I, I believe from all the counties. Uh, and uh, then, then it'll move forward uh, I, I, uh, again uh, to get on the ballot. And uh, hopefully, one way or another, it'll be on the November ballot so people can decide whether this is a system they want or not. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't seem like D'Alessandro thought that was going to be a big hurdle for, for their organization. No, it, it didn't at all. I mean, uh, they've been working on this campaign for three years and uh, they've got thousands of the organizers, and I believe uh, something like thirty thousand people uh, just signed a petition uh, initially for it. Um, uh, they got well over the amount of required signatures that they needed for the first round, so uh, I I could easily see them reaching that uh, that thirteen thousand plus. And I know for Thomas Peak, the East Hampton City Councilor. He was excited to have it on the ballot, uh, on the no on specifically on the November ballot. Yeah, I mean, uh, the twenty twenty election is on a lot of people's minds. It's it's a huge election, uh, obviously for the presidential election, um, and anytime you have a presidential election, just uh, this is kind of my background from uh, covering municipal elections and having. Uh, people tell me this every year. Uh, presidential elections, you just get so many people turning out to vote. And the fact that this might be on the ballot during uh, a really crucial 2020 election um, is, is great, at least in uh, Councillor Peake's mind, uh, because you just have more eyes, more people voting, uh, uh, in regards to this ranked choice voting initiative. Okay, well, ranked choice voting may be on the November 2020 ballot. Thank you very much, Chris, for talking with me about it. Thank you, Dave. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to visit us at valleyadvocate.com.